Bing bong. I am back with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast presented by Green Candle Investments. And in this episode, I am joined by Jared, founder of MASH, a company that's allowing creators to get streamed Satoshis for the work that they have. And so a creator could be anything from podcasting like you're hearing here, blogs, uh, even building apps and other tools, all surrounded by the Lightning Network, allowing them to be streamed Satoshis, which is awesome, really creating towards that value for value economy that Bitcoiners know and love. And so we get into Bitcoin, how it's changed Jared, the creator economy, issues of the current creator economy, and how MASH looks to help creators, his mission with MASH, and much, much more. So we've got an absolute banger of an episode. So be sure to check it out and give it a listen. And as always, this is not financial advice, not financial advice. And everything Jared and I say in this episode is strictly the opinion of ourselves and only meant to be an opinion and for entertainment purposes only. So let's get into the episode. What's up, everybody? I am live with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast. I've got a bonus episode this week. Uh, coming to you with a very, very special guest. I got Jared, the founder of MASH, at GetMASH on Twitter, so you guys can check them out. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for everyone's time. Uh, if you're listening. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, so um, great. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I introduced you a little bit at the beginning, founder of MASH and everything like that. But let's take it back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you found Bitcoin and then, you know, your, uh, I guess, start of MASH, like kind of your uh, motivation and, and how you got the idea to kind of go forward and, and you know, start building in uh, the Bitcoin community. Sure. Yeah, that that sounds great. Um, I'll, I'll maybe I'll take you a run through my uh, my history of uh, various experiences. So, um, I probably really got fascinated with technology and the internet when I was like twelve and thirteen years old. Had like a twenty eight eight modem, maybe upgraded to a thirty three six, and started like selling things online within a few years. And actually, that's sort of a touch point of Mash where I saw the challenges with accepting payments online. It was like I was getting thirty twenty percent charges. Uh, like selling random things. Um, and then if I go through, like, you know, while I'm technical, I have more of a business background or product lens. Um, but actually before I did that, I was a canoe trip guide. So I spent my summers, think of like, instead of hiking, you're actually going by canoe to various lakes and rivers, um, fully self-sufficient. So that's sort of the half of me that's outdoor adventure, travel, real life experiences. Um, I was at Google for about seven and a half years, um, majority of which on the product side. So working with teams of engineers and designers. And, you know, I focused uh, a bunch of my time on the display ad stack. So saw how Google was funding uh, in many ways, um, disinformation online, poor quality content experiences as I looked across the stack of where these ads were showing. Um, and then I led mobile efforts for Google Fiverr, um, you know, Android app, iOS app, a bunch of some of their, you know, embedded software which is a really good experience on seeing how content was, you know, like large bundle content was being monetized. Sort of got a different flavor of that and consumer experiences. Um, and so I had heard about Bitcoin actually a few times while I was there. 
And I remember, um, I, I might be misremembering and making myself sound like smarter in my reply now, but someone asked me about it, maybe it was like 2012, 13. Um, what do you think about this? And I think I was smart enough to say, I haven't looked into it. It, it could be really interesting, but I don't, I don't, like, how is this really decentralized? Like, how is this going to be money? And I just moved on, um, had another, you know, touch point or two, um, but still never got into Bitcoin. Um, I then left Google uh, so I was in some ways uh, disenfranchised with tech. It was like ad stuff or like aggregator things where you're you know taking all the value and lots of those marketplaces have been built or like little SaaS apps I just didn't think were, you know, they might have been small benefits to organizations, but they weren't really large benefits for individuals. So I started an adventure travel company like Real World. I drove a bus for a full six months leading trips to test it out. Then I was scaling. It was going great. In 2020, February, I'm looking at, should I buy these extra four buses? Uh, and I'm happy I didn't. Um, and that's when I dug into lots of different things, doing lots of experiments, and finally discovered Bitcoin and Lightning. And once I saw Lightning, maybe it was like June, May 2020, um, sort of off to the races to figure out what I want to do with it. Um, as part of like who I am, I do paddle rivers uh, every year. I'm lucky to have a group of buddies, like really, you know, best friends that we paddle a random river in Canada uh, for 12 days. And so I'm actually going on a trip fairly soon to northern Manitoba. So I'm really excited uh, to, to hit the water and be fully off grid. So uh, if you need to get me, find an emergency helicopter and uh, figure out where I am. Um, I, I've lo I, I will lose all my Bitcoin there. My signing devices will be destroyed. Uh, and just... So MASH, um, basically, as I was putting together the plan to help people, you know, help take advantage of the superpowers of what Lightning provides, right? It's programmable money, sendable anywhere around the world that's trust minimized, highly granular. You can set it at no low cost. There's multiple implementations of it so that you're not relying on one implementation in one company. So there's no choke point and it's open sourced. And, um, and it's built off of sound money, which I look at as the future money uh, for the world. Um, and so, A, it's really important to support Bitcoin, but also what Lightning enables is fundamentally new ways of facilitating payments. You can, you know, we call it pay as you enjoy or streaming money. Um, and so, put together a plan, was experimenting in lots of different, you know, some hackathons, trying out every product. Um, and then uh, basically ended up raising a round as a solo founder from Castle Island Ventures in March 2021. Um, had a team come together of like a founding team within two months. They all started and we've sort of been building for a year and a bit um, and now have been, you know, launching in a few places and uh, really, really excited about the future. That's awesome stuff. So um, I guess bringing it back to the Google days, uh, you don't have to go into it as much as, you know, if you can't or whatever, if you sign an NDA or whatnot. But, um, you know, when you were there, you said you kind of got it brought up a little bit, uh, Bitcoin a little bit. You know, do you think by the time you left, it was more of a conversation like people were you know, kind of waking up to it? Or was it more so just kind of like offhand at the water cooler kind of thing? Or was it more so like Google's actually trying to implement it or, you know, some, figure this thing out before it gets, you know, too big and it, they're too late? For sure. I need, I'm trying to remember what all of those legal documents uh, said that I, you know, that, that you have to sign all the time. Um, so Google's a really, really large company and there's tons of, you know, really, really smart people that are there. And, you know, 
this was a water cooler conversation with a few different other product managers, et cetera. And there's actually a lot of people from Google that have left that are working in Bitcoin um, at prominent companies um, that people, probably everyone here listening knows. I don't want to name them in case I, my memory's, you know, making a mistake. Um, and so a lot definitely left and do work on Bitcoin. Um, I don't know if I should like confirm or deny talks about integrating there. This is like 2012, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever. So it doesn't really matter now. But I, you know, I did do some work um, on the strategy side for Google Wallet, um, which I actually didn't mention. Um, and there wasn't really conversations of Bitcoin or other um, types of assets. Um, we'll call them crypto assets or alternative assets. It wasn't even a discussion point at that point. It was sort of how do you deal with the cost of onboarding people into a wallet? Like the transaction fees were so high, and there was that was the like a big challenge that we there was really no way to to solve. Yeah, and so obviously, you know, you found Lightning, and that seemingly uh, you know solves a, b a big portion of that problem. Um, and so, tell me about uh, I guess the the creator economy and kind of how you see it going, and uh, you know how you think Mash could potentially you know ingrain in there and help you know creators. Uh, monetize themselves and, you know, not be privy to maybe some some of these bigger companies like algorithms or other things like that? Sure. So I'd like to, so like, what is a creator? I want to start there. And it could be, you know, we could say, Brandon, you're a creator, right? You have a podcast, um, et cetera. Or you could say someone who writes blog posts and articles or long form content or has educations and education material and courses or writes a book does art, those are all creators. But then there's also people who build apps and tools, and they're also creators. Um, they're building experiences that um, maybe exist in an underfunded way online. Um, actually, I'll get to, get to some of the challenges in a second. Uh, so there's lots of types of you know, creators, builders, and developers creating these awesome experiences. And historically, I look at it as there's been two-ish two real ways to monetize. One is ads directly on your site using an ads platform generally controlled by Google, like through, you know, double click and third party, um, third party ads that display there. Um, or, you know, you could go onto a platform with ads or micro distribution. So you go onto Spotify and they decide how much you're worth and how much you get. And you don't really have, have the power or a medium for written content, how many claps you get that no one even realizes drives payments. Same with views. I don't know the algorithm, but it's not direct and you don't set your own prices in many ways. Um, and the, or it's just ads, which you need millions of views, right? It, it, it sort of locks out lots of great experiences that aren't generalized, generalized content. And then the, um, third option is let's sell some stuff, whether it's you sell books or other experiences on top, or that's your core thing. And that's a really huge commitment barrier. It's a high, you know, it's a high upfront, upfront fee. It's a subscription. And while that makes sense, and that's great for lots of things, you know, if you have a sub stack with, you know, 100,000 subscribers, like, I don't think MASH is, as a core replacement is going to be the necessarily the best fit, like your freemium model works, you have that brand. But there's this missing middle of the internet, where how do you break down the commitment barrier to start supporting someone? And so with Lightning, because it's highly granular, you can send less than a penny instantly anywhere around the world, you have, okay, um, let's start with a few different points. So let's say you want to tip someone in the middle of an article, right? You're like, this is great. I want to send them a, like a couple, a couple cents, or I want to access this premium piece of information. You can pay five bucks for that, type in your credit card or do it, or are you going to like auto unlock it with MASH or another Lightning product? 
you don't, or click a button to say thank you, slap it five times, and all of a sudden 50 cents just goes to that creator because they loved it, and then that creator knows, oh, that section they really liked. Um, so you now have this highly granular system and, or usage for an app. Why do you have to subscribe 10 bucks a month when I just want to use the like avatar generator once? Someone could build a laser avatar generator for Bitcoin or make a couple million bucks by charging like 10 cents for the high quality download of all these dope lasers. Um, we were going to start building it. We just have too much to do. So if people want to partner with on us, partner with us on it, uh, you know, reach out. And so um, I just want to make sure I don't get off track, but... But really, yeah, what we're doing is with Lightning, you have streaming money and it just opens up all these different ways. And I've talked about consumption-based. There's also interactive and community-based. There's so much more that I could just start, keep on talking about. And what we also know, the most important thing is people building on top of MASH, on top of Lightning, um, are going to unlock so many more things that, you know, this, we could do so many like creative retreats and we would not come up with. So we want to enable as many people to build in the space as possible. Gotcha. So uh, do you see the creator economy, whether it's, you know, apps, podcasting, you know, blogs, things like that? Do you kind of see it going in the value for value route? Um, you know, I've, I know that there's, uh, you know, a Bitcoin app called uh, Fountain and Breeze, a lot of these podcasting 2.0 apps that I'm on. And, you know, people listen and are able to stream these stats while they're listening as well. Um, and there's a bunch of other different mediums that, you know, be, because of Lightning and because of Bitcoin that that allows and unlocks for people, um, do you still, do you see that kind of moving that way? Or do you think that, you know, a lot of these bigger companies are still just going to be able to, uh, you know, shell out a lot of money. And so at the end of the day, that that's going to be, uh, kind of the driver for content opposed to, um, you know, maybe the value for value. So I, I don't see it as like one or the other. I look at this value for value as additive and an extension of experiences online and maybe a shift of some. So it's like a mash. We're not gonna be like, oh, let's get all YouTube creators to move all their YouTube content onto mash and then do it that way. Like you have companies, what is it? Masterclass that has done that for different niches and different verticals. So I, st I still think they'll exist and they'll try and add different monetization options. But think of all the people that want to create and share things that haven't been able to monetize because they don't get enough views. They haven't beat the algorithm on YouTube. They haven't, you know, or they get censored and then they're going to go to another platform and censored when they can have their own site. So like that, that's a lot of the reason why MASH isn't like come to getmash.com and then go load up your stuff like and have your own page and that's it. It's no, we want to go to where you are so that you can kick us off and you own your experience and we can't kick you off. Um, and so... With that, because you have these new business models, a lot of these things that you know people couldn't spend all their time on now get all the time. And the quality of the internet can go up because of value for value. And people can choose where they want to spend their time and trust quality content. So do you want to go to the AI-built affiliate farm top 10x on that is just Amazon links, copying and pasting like the summaries and maybe pull, scraping a, you know, um, a review or two? Or do you want to go to the trusted source of, you know, your Tom's hardware or your consumer reports and you have to pay a little bit now sometimes instead of having to do a full subscription because, you know, it's trusted quality. And now they have more time and money to cover more stuff and do better quality. So there's just like these parallel worlds and they'll both exist. Our goal is to enable a high quality experience to actually monetize properly with their own pricing and their control.
Yeah. And I, I think that that makes sense. And that's a great way to look at it too, because I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's, there's still going to be people that use YouTube and uh, you know, limiting a creator's audience might not be, you know, the best solution in the end. And so I think, you know, there's definitely some parallels um, you know, like I mentioned mine, my podcast on podcasting 2.0, but I also have it on like Apple podcasts, Spotify, all those kind of things. And simply because, you know, I think, the, the wider the reach, right? You don't want to limit your audience. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of where like the creator economy is going. I, you know, I personally prefer the, you know, the value for value stuff, but maybe some person might not want to do that because they already pay for said service. So, um, and that's, I, I think that a lot of these companies kind of have a moat as of right now, but you know, people are looking for other options to get around it because like you said, there is some censorship or some things that, that people see going on or, you know, see some warnings or something like that. But when they open a podcast and they get frustrated with that and, you know, they want to move off or whatever, and now you're kind of providing that solution. So uh, when you're bringing this up to creators um, or, or have you started pitching it to creators or anything like that just yet? Yeah, so... You know, we spent our first, let's say, six months as we were building it out and beforehand doing lots of product discovery calls where we talk about different ideas, their problems, their solutions, and, and get a sense of, you know, which type of creator would need different things just to decide how we want to build build things out. Um, and now we've, you know, we've launched with a, with a few sites. Like, we're early. There's no self-serve sign-up just yet. It's us, like, walking people through it and building out specific things that we're generalizing for anyone to use. Um, but we do have a few more things launching uh, in the coming weeks. And, you know, we're working. That's really our goal now is get people to try out the products experiences, add more and make them better and, and just learn. That's great. So, yeah, when you're kind of pitching this idea, like, do, do you uh, what kind of, I guess, is like your target audience for creators? Are you more targeting Bitcoiners right now that kind of get it? Or are you trying to get into, you know, uh, broaden the span and kind of, uh, you know, not only get uh, content creators onto MASH, but also kind of like orange pill them at the same time to kind of, uh, you know, bring the worlds together? So I'd say we're doing both. Uh, but let's start with, OK. There's a lot of Bitcoiners that create apps, create content, create tools. And so let's just categorize them as differently. I create like a mini tool or an app, like a way to create options online. It tells you some cool ideas and gives you some graphs that you can share or an information, you know, there's that. Or there's someone who writes about, you know, about um, Bitcoin or sound money or, you know, yeah, we're having those conversations. They're still monetizing based on the content experience. They just don't have the hump to get over for them or their users for Bitcoin. So it's an easy, we don't have to do that step. But at the same time, this isn't meant to be a Bitcoin, hardcore Bitcoin only product. We want to have anyone who creates amazing experiences be able to monetize them fairly and properly in, in their own way. So we're having conversations with people who know nothing about Bitcoin. And mostly it's been, they've been curious. And yeah, then it's a way for them to have a touch point in you know, we're not going to directly go and now just orange pill them in, in a new monetization option for them meeting, but it is a way for them to start their journey on that path. It's one of their touch points. Um, and so we do help with that. So we, ha we have had, ask, had people ask us, uh, this Bitcoin thing seems interesting. Why is it different than X, Y, and Z? And can you help us? So it's very simply like read the Bitcoin standard. Here's a bunch of articles. Here's a short video and just get them on the path. 
we do the same thing for hiring as well, right? Some people that have joined our team weren't into Bitcoin first, but it's like, here's like 15 lightning products. Here's like three documentaries to watch. Here's a book you have to read and then let's talk. Um, and surprisingly, it, it works really well to get the right folks to join who, who see it pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, once people kind of get in and they, uh, you know, figure out about Bitcoin and the power of lightning, then they kind of get down the rabbit hole and, and their whole perspective and everything like that has changed. So um, on that note, uh, how do you think that finding Bitcoin and like the lightning network has changed your mindset, uh, you know, when it comes to creators or, or things like that? Um, I know, you know, you kind of mentioned your experience about at Google about, you know, companies taking massive amounts of uh, percentages and, and things like that um, when it comes to pulling out and, and controlling your, your own money. Uh, and so, you know, the, the problems that you had creating that that Google wallet and other things like that, do you think that kind of helped you understand, you know, Bitcoin? Or do you think like, you know, you just saw that Bitcoin uh, solved this problem and, uh, you know, that's kind of how you went down the rabbit hole with MASH? So... I think there's still the challenge of like that challenge of how do you get people money into this like new wallet? Like that, that was the challenge was like the banking fees, interchange fees. And there still is that challenge of getting people into lightning because you have to go from fiat rails into lightning rails. And so there still is that challenge, but that's more of like the business side challenge versus the consumer challenge. So like we don't, you know, right now, if people get a mash like a wallet with mash when they're paying for experiences that, you know, they'll be able to activate it with lightning and just send it in. Uh, you know, there's 100 million users that have access to Lightning. Most people don't even realize that they do. Um, so I'll give them instructions. But then there's the, oh, buy a wallet with MASH. So you're buying the software to be able to use a MASH wallet. And then we give you a one-time Bitcoin amount of the exact same amount. But we eat the processing fees. We don't have to be like, and now we're charging you the 75 cents that's going to Visa, right? It's just more we want you to get the exact value that we said with a public exchange rate and not playing, you know, games. Um, and so there's, there still is that challenge. But really what happened was, is there's like, you see the minimum fee for a credit card. It's like, what is it, like 32 cents plus three and a half percent? Or I forget what the, what the rates are again. Um, they, they've gone up recently, so I'm probably saying, I'm probably saying them wrong. Um, but uh, you don't have that with Bitcoin and Lightning. You have like software fees, you have on-ramp fees, and then sending it, you might have routing fees, but those, depending on your like structures of nodes, you sort of are internal and you don't have to have them unless you're sending across the network everywhere. So those are in many ways solved for, um, for some applications and some use cases. And you can send any amount. It's not like, oh, I send one cent and now it's like, actually that's negative 35 cents. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the, you know, the more powerful things when it comes to lightning and, you know, obviously, obviously Bitcoin and, and things like that. And, you know, for me, I've been trying to, you know, orange pill and kind of onboard some local businesses um, to, uh, you know, just kind of show them like, hey, like, you know, you guys are raising prices on, you know, X, Y and Z. I really like your restaurant or what have you, um, sandwich place, whatever. Uh, you know, I think, raising prices now is, is kind of tough and, you know, but it's a necessity. And if you guys kind of convert this, you know, convert to lightning, um, you know, you guys might be able to save on, on some of those fees and, you know, I'll get a lot of the, uh, you know, cashiers and things like that, either look at me like I'm crazy or a couple of them will get it. Um, uh, but unfortunately I haven't successfully and orange pilled any owners yet to kind of, uh, get it going, but, uh, good on you to kind of, uh, 
you know, get that uh, started and, and orange pill some people that, that are kind of understanding it. Um, but let's get into MASH. So um, let's, uh, I, I want to bring up the first link that you have on your uh, Twitter. And so if you are uh, on Twitter, he's Jared uh nxx i believe yeah jared nxxs and then uh your link that you have is uh the prophecybitcoin.com uh so tell us a little bit about that and like your mission between uh you know the the bitcoin prophecy here oh sure so some of that is uh my internal like humor uh so if you don't find it funny i apologize um and also it was really Right when we built out the platform, we had a bunch of like, I guess, constructs for how you could charge. It was, you could have different pricing tiers. So you could say like dog videos cost X, uh, downloads of SIM mods cost Y, uh, cat videos co- or cost whatever, right? Or some, and then you could say, oh, I want to give some free of each type. Or uh, after spending a certain amount of money, the rest of the stuff here is free. Thank you so much uh, for supporting me. And so we want to show the power of our system with MASH, but it's, it's sort of a completely new way of monetizing things. It's like usage-based pricing, but immediate on the go with Lightning. And so um, we thought, what, what better way to do that than create a joke app making fun of predicting the price of Bitcoin? So uh, I, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I don't believe like technical analysis. It's like For me, it's like drawing lines or you know, looking at the stars and guessing. Some people disagree. There could be like information there, but I don't think it's predictive. Um, or like, you know, I was never a believer really in halvings as of like maybe a year ago or so or two years ago. It just didn't make sense given the percent delta in supply. I just look at demand and interest in education being the drivers of price. And so that app is you basically click a button and you get a future price of Bitcoin and you're paying sats with it after a few freebies. Um, I think we have freebies on the site. Um, uh, on the on the pricing, so and it will spit out a random number that I built the model for. What the number was in like a random quote. Like sometimes it could be like you know, um, you know, Michael Saylor was right. It's thermo thermodynamic energy, or like Plan B was wrong again. He's updating the model and just like random jokes. Uh, so the goal there was to have people clicking over and over again to get new prophecies, just to see the jokes and just to show like sort of the power of usage based pricing. Um, and the other part is you could actually just create your own prophecy. So like we got a good graphic designer to help build it out. And, and I think it looks pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and so you could say, okay, I want one Bitcoin to equal one Bitcoin. I want to have Hal Finney as my like character. I want to have like a chart with like the rainbow chart. I think, uh, it was an Eric wall has like the whole rainbow chart joke. So I thought that was hilarious. Or you can have like, and just sort of choose what you want to look like. You create it, you pay a little bit more based on how many things you lock in and then you could share it if you thought it was funny. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's sort of what we did there. That's awesome. And, you know, I think that the, what, the funny thing about all this is like you have a bunch of different websites, but they all kind of link back to MASH and, and all that. And they all have their own separate mission, uh, or at least it seems like that. And so the next, uh, the next one, um, I, I didn't really understand this one at first, um, but we kind of talked a little bit about a pre-show, but you're able to create an avatar JPEG NFT, uh, allegedly on, on lightning with mashingmonsters.com. So tell us the motivation between, uh, you know, allowing people to create their own NFT and, uh, kind of like your mission behind that. Uh, cool. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely an air quotes NFT. Um, uh, this was similar as we want to, you know, 
just show the bash platform and what it could do and some flexibility. So um, there we you basically create your own lightning monster avatar. Um, you can randomly generate one or you can choose different items that you want to lock in and you get a bunch of freebies and you can, we called it an NFT, but there's like over a trillion combinations of choices. It's not, you know, scarce at all. Um, you can right click and save your JPEG and get your ID. Anyone can create the exact same one. It's not on any blockchain or lightning. You're just paying like sats to buy an image uh, effectively to generate them. And then we put like, we were going to go a little bit further and have like labeling on some of the different items. So we have like Elon's joint is like one of the items you can choose. We have like Jack Dorsey's beard and like his um, tie dye orange t-shirt and like you can throw a block clock on there. And we just thought it was funny and we got a local artist, uh, Hi and Lee, um, to do it. And a lot of it was like actually physically done. It was like using like real materials and wanted to support a local artist to show them how they could, you know, create something that was useful. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was really just a showcase of MASH and something that we thought would be fun. And it wasn't, it wasn't too hard for us to create. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, those dreaded JPEGs. So uh, I, th I think it's hilarious too that you guys, you know, are doing that, but not only it's it's like showing like an artist's use case for, you know, the potential of using MASH. And so then they both, both of these websites link to MASH in some way, shape or form. And then they have, you have the MASH Lightning Wallet. So do you guys have your own like Lightning Wallet where people can kind of, uh, you know, once they receive SATs, they don't need, uh, you know, another wallet, like a Moon Wallet or something along those lines? So the way I think about like different Lightning Wallets is there's different use cases with different ones. So like maybe, you know, your Bitcoin Beach wallet is to pay at Bitcoin Beach to local merchants to buy your coffee, your food, or share peer-to-peer. -peer. Or your Stacker News sort of has a wallet in there is to use on Stacker News um, for different things. And all of these interoperability is key because you want to be able to send money between them or ideally hook them up where they're pulling invoices from all of them. And you don't have to manage your balances too aggressively. Um, with MASH, what we've done is we've built a wallet that embeds right into a site. So you take a, the owner of that site takes a little bit of code they drop it in now any mash user has access to their lightning money like like to their bitcoin to the lightning wallet right into that site to do whatever they want in a variety of ways and so if you go between prophecybitcoin.com mashingmonsters.com or any site that has mash a mash wallet what you actually have is the same balance the same funds you don't have to now load up something new or create a new wallet or do anything it just gives you access to your funds into a website so we're trying to inject money into the web with no download with no works on mobile and desktop you don't have to like scan anything and so that lets us do a lot of other things for an earner or creator that reduces a lot of the friction that you might see in different lightning apps and experiences if they're not like just confined into one Gotcha. And so then, yeah, I guess that answers my question, like why they're all connected. And so that makes it easier and kind of shows like, you know, that touch point of, you know, or that, uh, you know, maybe the hassle of having money in multiple di different places. But at the end of the day, you know, you're traveling around the greater like mash ecosystem and you have all the same balance. Um, and then from there, you know, you have uh, onboarding and mash, right? So tell us about the process for a creator to get onboarded or if somebody wanted to go and like support, you know, kind of what that looks like. Sure. And actually, if you don't mind, can I just jump in? I'll explain the consumer onboarding really quickly. Yes. Um, sure. So 
which is part of the creator story is we want it to make it as easy as possible for anyone, even if they're not a Bitcoiner, to be able to get access to funds to be able to support them. Um, so it's not like, oh, only lightning people can now support the creator because then they'll be like, what percent can't actually support me? Um, we want to make it a hundred percent can. Um, and so anyone, whether you have a lightning wallet or not, so you can go to mash, create an account like with email or, you know, social login, um, we'll eventually have lightning login. Um, we don't have it just yet. And you can, um, be launched very shortly. You can do it in a roundabout way, but it's not really clear, but you can basically just load your money. you like load your wallet with lightning and like any amount above like a few cents so we can deal with routing. Um, and you're now off to the races, you know, have an activated mash wallet with money in the web. Or if you don't have lightning, you buy a wallet from us and then we give you the same Bitcoin back, which actually I think we might've covered earlier. Um, so apologies for the repeat. Okay. Jumping forward. Um, if you want to earn, you're a creator, you're a builder with MASH, what do you have to do? Um, right now, we're like, we're, you basically, you work with us and we help set you up. But very shortly, we're going to have a self-serve sign-up platform where you can create an account with MASH as an earner, decide what pricing and things you want to set up, get pre-built widgets and components. You can just copy and paste a little bit of code and put it exactly where you want on your site. So you want to like wrap a YouTube video with... Um, with a uh, charge. So you have premium videos. You want to say this one costs 10 cents. This one costs a dollar. You're good to go. Um, or you want to have content that shows like half of it, then you have to pay to unlock it or eventually it'll be auto unlock. Or you want to convert like, we're doing like serialized content templates where you can do like guides or books or different things. So, you know, we'll have a, an announcement on a launch um, shortly. Or you want to load in a donation button where you can slap to tip 50 times in a row and people are just tipping and you can have that floating on your site. So they basically go there, they'll, some docs, it's still technical, um, but you'll set it up. You'll have, be able to talk to us if you need direct help. We'll like show you how to copy and paste the little snippets of code in different platforms. Um, and that's sort of it. You just decide your pricing and what you want to charge for or not. If you just want tips, donations, et cetera. And then tell us more stuff you want us to build because that's how we're doing it. That's awesome stuff. So uh, I guess, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty seamless process and that you guys kind of have like a team to, to help on help onboard creators and, and everything else and it also seems super easy from the consumer side as well that you know if they want to create a wallet or even you know load their own lightning wallet or whatever they could do that fairly easily which i think is you know a great another kind of touch point where it's like all right well i need to load sats onto this wallet or whatever you know it's still kind of the transfer um area but I guess integrating that lightning wallet and everything like that will make it even that much easier, which is awesome. And so, you know, where do you see MASH going and uh, what is your mission and goals, uh, you know, for MASH going forward? Sure. Our, the, our mission's audacious. Uh, so I, I've said it so much that sometimes I realize it's, uh, you know, it's a really big goal. Um, we want to remonetize the entire web. Um, we want to enable uh, an internet that is, filled with more trusted, quality, accessible information that rewards creators and builders properly to do more um, and let consumers save their time searching and finding this information and be able to discover these experiences. So we want to remonetize it and help rewire it um, to enable, you know, a better experience for, for everyone. Um, and so that's, that's our mission. And I forget the second question. Where do you see MASH going uh, within, I guess, the next two years? Oh, it's, you know, it's so tough to predict. And I don't want to say like, oh, we'll have this many users doing X, Y, and Z. You know, if we can get thousands of thousands of creators 
uh, earning their you know fair value and tons of users enjoying it. I think that that's our anchoring points is you know creator builder make twenty fifty x a hundred x a thousand x more than you are right now. Um, really solving their problems, letting them go full time because you know you can, if you look at the data, it's like seventy five percent of people want to be a YouTuber or video creator right now, which is like a proc. It used to be twenty five percent like five years ago. It's a proxy for creating and sharing knowledge and information. And so, you know, most people after four years, they've given up or they're not making um, a high enough income. It's, it becomes a side hobby. So if we can help all those people go full time and earn way more because they deserve it, that's, you know, that's our anchoring point. And so, awesome. yeah, we're, we're going to get there and that's what we're going to do. There we go. They're going to do it. And then, all right, to wrap it up. Uh, so what are you, what makes you most excited about the Bitcoin space going forward? Uh, whether it's, you know, I don't know, price action, somebody building something, um, adoption, what have you. Uh, what, what's, what gets you most excited about Bitcoin? So what, I think what excites me the most is there's a community of people that's growing very quickly, building experiences that are taking advantage of the power of what Lightning provides. Like not just saying it's tech, but creating these new, like completely new experiences that we can most of us can't even dream of, right? Like you need to take, uh, so uh, it's the people, it's the number of people building, it's the community that's growing around it. It's, you know, it's the best kept secret in tech right now. And people are starting to wake up, which is actually really exciting. Um, the more companies building, you know, the, there's a saying of what like competition is for losers. Was that Peter Thiel? Um, and like maybe in some sense that is if you're living in an aggregator vision of the world, but if you live in a vision of, you know, great products can be embedded and used interoperably that provides lots of value to lots of, you know, constituents. The more lightning products that are available, the more people understand it, the more people try it, and the more people that will use Fountain over here, Stacker News over here, and then Mash over here, and all of these other new things, the better it is. Um, so great people, amazing products are being built, and, uh, and uh, I'm bullish. Uh, right now, I think we're in a bull market for lightning. That's like, I, I said that a few weeks ago. I'm like, I'm going to take that as my phrase. We're in a bull market for lightning. Price doesn't matter. Well, I, I agree with that 100%. And I, I, you know, I see exactly like you're saying, a lot of people building on Bitcoin, building a lot of products, you know, integrating lightning so many different ways, even like yourself uh, and MASH, what you guys got going on there. But, you know, every time I turn around the internet, I feel like there's some viral video going around where it's like, hey, I'll give you $100 cash or a Bitcoin. And uh, there's still a little bit of a knowledge gap. So I, although I still think like that everything's growing rapidly, I still think that we're early and that it's growing, you know, at an exponential rate. People have at least heard of Bitcoin. I don't think everybody's heard of Lightning yet, but it's getting there. And I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's the best time to start building it and do, doing everything like that. So um, I'm really excited for what you guys got going on at MASH. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe once I get like a website up and running or something like that, I'll, I'll get onboarded on there as well. So um, yeah, I'll have to talk to you about that more down the road, I guess. Um, but Jared, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Why don't you tell everybody, you know, where they can find you and uh, a find, find MASH and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. And, and happy to get you going with MASH. We, we might have some other stuff that can help you spin, spin up sites and, and things like that. Um, so 
I'm now going to a sales call. Brandon, let's talk after this. Uh, no, so uh, you can learn more about MASH at getmash.com. That's mostly for creators and builders, but there's a link out to go check out our embedded Lightning Wallet experience. Um, you can follow you know, the company on Twitter at getmash or myself at jarednxx, so J-A-R-E-D-N-X-X. And my name is like Lightning Monster IDX, uh, sort of playing on that joke. Um, but my avatar keeps on changing. And uh, if you have any feedback or thoughts, we'd love to, you know, hear it and uh, and hopefully have you try our product. And and yeah. Yeah, awesome stuff. Everybody go check out Git Mash and follow them on all socials. Jared, thanks so much. Thanks, Brandon.